3: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
0: there is some big stories in the world of golf that we want to get into uh with with ron syrak and we're going to do that right now ron good to visit with you
2: hey thanks for having me on always a pleasure my friend
0: yeah and i i was laying out the weather in these parts typically we have a foot of snow on the ground and it's 20 degrees and the wind is howling here in minnesota but i i mentioned later in the week and I know you live in the Northeast, but listen to this: Wednesday, sunny, forty-six. It'll be a little breezy. Thursday is sunny, fifty-one. A little breezy. Friday is sunny, forty-six. You you could play three days in a row, no problem in these parts.
2: Uh, I played today here. It was forty-five degrees, and <laughs> and you know the key for us here is uh, whether the winds blowing. If we're getting the wind off the off the ocean, forty-five degrees can feel really cold. But if the wind's not blowing, that's quite comfortable
0: out there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If there's a little sun, uh, you, you, you keep it in the fairway, uh, yep. and the sun is shining down, it's, it's not bad at all. And I know there's going to be a lot of people out, particularly on those courses, that uh, will stay open until the snow flies. So that is good stuff. I want to get into to some big stories in golf, and th- this is something that's going to impact everyone. Uh, the USGA and uh, the RNA, the Royal and Ancient of St. Andrews, Scotland, they, they govern the game and the rules of the game, et, et cetera. They, they're going to roll back what the golf ball is capable of doing. And Ron, we certainly want to get your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, I, honestly, for me, I, I would like to see them go the bifurcation route, you know, roll it back for the pros and not necessarily for the recreational golfers. But I I do think that one of the reasons – well, there's two reasons really why uh, a a ball rollback is probably a good idea. And one is, you know, look, one of the cool things about baseball, Fenway Park and Wrigley Field are still relevant in the game. You want to keep your iconic venues alive. And right now, they're probably – if the wind's not blowing, at St. Andrews, there are six drivable par-fours for these guys. It would be a shame for a venue like St. Andrews to become obsolete or even Augusta National, and guys are just overpowering it. So that's how it affects the professional game. In the amateur game, they keep building courses longer and longer and longer. What that means, these courses are more expensive to build, more expensive to maintain, more expensive to play, and more difficult to play, and I'm not sure that that's good for the game. So... Uh, I think uh, I see on social media most recreational golfers seem to be concerned about this. I don't think for most of us, players like me, that it's going to have that much of an impact on them.
0: Yeah, and I also think it is a game that is supposed to be hard. I I grew up in a family that played golf. My dad was a golf coach once upon a time. I mean, the, the point being is this is a hard game you you look at the top players in the world and the struggles they have i think of justin thomas you know he 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 had a heck of a time and now he's bounced back and and looks as though his game's in order but but the game is supposed to be hard
2: yeah you know we live in a video game age and everybody wants to to turn every sport into a video game
0: you know and
2: and hit the reset button with things that aren't going their way and I learned the game with persimmon woods, blade irons, wound golf ball, and it was it was a, a lot different game than it is now. You hit the ball in the toe with your driver, you got a hook. You hit it on the heel, you got a slice. The clubs are more forgiving now. The ball's more forgiving now. There, there's no question about that. I'm a firm believer that if the equipment hadn't changed in the year 2000 the way it did with the uh, solid core ball coming in and the 460 DC driver coming in. Tiger Woods would have been even more dominant than he was because he was that much better of a ball striker than everybody else. But the technology really devalued the importance of ball striking and precise ball striking in the game for the professionals.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt this thing, and I remember this being pointed out if if Tiger was struggling, and in that heyday of, say, late 96 to the end of 2007, where where he just dominated and went on a run that we've never seen and may never see again, um, was distance control. And uh, the, the value in that, and then on top of that, being able to hit every club in the bag, use all 14 clubs.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I covered the '96 U.S. Amateur at Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon. That was the, the third uh, the third of the three in a row that Tagger won. And at that time, he was hitting the ball 310 when everybody else was hitting it 285, 290. You know, and he could blow it over. Now, I remember the ninth hole at Pumpkin Ridge had a big bunker in the center of the fairway, right in the landing area, and in the finals... He played against Steve Scott. Steve Scott hit two iron off the tee to be short of that bunker. So Steve Scott hits two iron, two iron. Tiger Woods blew a driver over that bunker and hit a wedge in. And that's, you know, he should be rewarded for the fact that he could do that and other people couldn't. Tiger could also, and Jack Nicklaus had this shot too, he could hit a high cut with a two iron that would land like an eight iron on the green, just land that soft. And to me right now, What's affecting the pro game even more than the 340-yard drive is the 200-yard 7-iron, you know? Guys are hitting 7-iron. They're hitting high shots with spins from distances that you're not supposed to be hitting high shots with spins from.
0: Yeah, and Ron, there's a lot of blowback. Some of the pros don't like it. Um, I I totally agree with you. I, I think the average player... The 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 ten to twenty handicapper isn't going to notice the difference, but then you have the big money in the game, the manufacturers, and all the money yep. that flows from the manufacturers. They're really crying about this.
2: Well, the manufacturers don't uh, are the ones pushing. They don't want to go the bifurcation route, you know, too, because they like to be able to advertise that you can play the ball Tiger Woods plays, you know, sure. and 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 so they don't want to have two different standards there. And, and I do think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's possible that the PGA Tour will not honor this, this decision. You know, they could, they could decide um, the PGA Tour events can, can still play uh, um, the old style golf. Now, first off, these rule changes aren't going to go into effect for several years. But PGA Tour c- could ignore it. Now, that would put the players in an awkward situation where you play one golf ball uh, in- on tour and then you play a different golf ball in the major championships, and that would be awkward for them. But, uh, you know, right now I think the tours like – I think the PGA Tour likes the fact that these guys can hit the ball 340, 350, 360. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing all that analytic stuff used in the TV broadcast where they talk about uh, – um, um, uh, ball speed and launch angle, and 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 they love the 376 yard drive, uh, even though, you know, it's turned it's turned a lot of the PGA Tour g- golf into bomb and gouge golf. Hit the ball as far as you can, find it wherever it ends up, and then you've still got only a wedge in your hand to hit it in the
0: green. And and I love the way you you explained it. Right? It, it, can you imagine? Um... Major League Baseball getting to the point where, yeah, you know, Fenway and Wrigley that that doesn't work anymore, or or for that matter, uh, Target Field, which which is a newer ballpark and still a gem in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, we're going to need to do something different. We're going to need. You know uh, you know the center field wall is gonna have to be five hundred feet. The power alleys are gonna be four twenty five and down the lines it's gonna be three seventy five because of what we've done to the ball and the right. bats and so on and so forth that that makes no sense whatsoever, but well look at that, that's all kind the other of where we yeah, yep,
2: yeah. all the other sports football is still a hundred yards, basketball right. the hoop's still ten feet, you know. I can't. <laughs> it, they haven't made those things obsolete.
0: Yeah, the 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 rink is still 200 feet end-to-end. End. Right. I, I know the old Boston Garden wasn't quite that. <laughs> it was <like> no. <laughs> quite a bit smaller rink than that in the old Boston Garden. Ron Syrak joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, we brought up Tiger Woods a bit, and, and Tiger is back at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. And while he finished near the tail end of the field, it's still encouraging to see tiger back
2: you know the ball striking is 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 still pretty good i mean the the two obstacles that he's that he's facing out there right now and well one up well it's three one he's going to be forty eight years old at the end of this month and 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 your body doesn't bounce back uh, the same way at forty eight as it does at twenty eight but it's stamina it's maintaining that that strength to be able to walk four or five days in a row and it's it's the um the one thing you can't practice is um, focus, concentration, pressure. Uh, you know, uh, golf is like every other sport. You only get your game legs in game situations. You can't get it on the practice court. And, and uh, I think that, um, and this has been true for Tiger now over these last several years, if you can't play a lot, it's hard to maintain that competitive edge. Now, Ben Hogan did it. Ben Hogan, after the car crash, only would play six or seven tournaments a year. And in 1953, he played six tournaments, won five, and three of them were major championships. But I, you know, I don't know if uh, if, if that's going to be possible for Tiger. So, so it's stamina. Can he walk four days in a row? And and it's that focus. Can you you if he's not playing enough to to get his game legs, is he going to be able to be competitive? But the fact that he's just out there. Is you know it creates a buzz that's un- you know as one TV executive once said to me, Tagger doesn't move the needle; he is the needle, and that's yep. absolutely true.
0: Uh, one other thing we want to get into, and that is John Rahm, one of the top players in the world, number three right now, I believe. Um, there, there's a lot of rumors circulating that uh, Live Golf, the Saudis, have thrown an obscene amount of money. Uh, one number I saw was six hundred million dollars to get John Rahm to move. And a lot of people are saying, well, wow, that's the end of the PGA Tour. Well, Scottie Scheffler can play, and there's some other players still on the PGA Tour. Scotty played really well, by the way, in the Hero World Challenge. But uh, it, I, I don't even know how economically that makes sense for Liv to throw that kind of money at John Rahm.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, Rahm, is a, the the PGA Tour players right now are voting on player of the year and and I'm guessing John Rahm's going to win that. He won four times including the Masters uh and and uh he is he's a dynamic player, no question about it. Would be a big loss for the PGA Tour. I've also heard John Rom he does seem to be one of those one of those players that uh, feels like he's got enough money you know i'm not sure that, that 600 million dollars would, you know the, the guy's probably got hundred million dollars uh, in the bank right now you know sure. and 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 i i could see john ron being the kind of guy who'd say you know what i get enough uh, you know i don't i don't need more you raised a good question which is you know how long is Liv going to be willing to to hemorrhage money and and that's a great question. They they uh, uh, lost a lot of money on their TV contract last year because they picked up the production costs for all those events. And nobody was watching. The TV ratings were so bad that after about the third event, they quit giving us the TV ratings. They, they wouldn't tell us what they were watching. So um, uh, I, I, I'm not sure how if it makes that much sense. And also, what does that say about this merger that's supposed to be happening? You know, why, why are they throwing $600 million at him if there's going to be this merger? This makes me think, too, that that merger is still a very long way away from happening.
0: Yeah, it, it, it just seems like a war of attrition, and we know they have unlimited money. We understand the economics of this situation, but, but in reality, how can they make that pay committing that kind of money to a guy like John Rotman. He is a terrific player. But I looked at the the leaderboard at the Hero World Challenge, and you've got Tiger in the mix now, and we we don't know how much Tiger's going to play next year. But let's say he makes some appearances, and that gets back to the old, you know, he is the needle. Tiger can be a gigantic boost to the PGA Tour's fortunes here if he chooses.
2: Yeah, you know, um, if Tiger just shows up and plays um, sure. plays the majors and a couple other events, you know, I, I would expect uh, – I'm thinking – well, he's going to play the father-son tournament, which is this unofficial yep. thing coming up next. But then the, probably the next time we'll see him will be at Riviera for his tournament out there, the Genesis tournament. Uh, you know, and then maybe – I, I, you know, he's never played uh, TPC Sawgrass all that well, so I don't think it goes – you know, he may just go from Riviera right to the Masters Uh so I'm, I'm not sure how much we're going to be able to see him. It all depends on on how his body holds up. But beyond Tiger, um, you know, uh, Rory McIlroy is is a, a huge draw among the fans. Uh, um, I think Victor Hovland is, has become a real draw among fans. This kid Ludwig Aberg coming along is probably going to be Rookie of the Year this year, and and he's he's an uh, can be an, a compelling draw. You know, I I think if the PGA Tour lost John Rahm. I think they'd still be fine. You know, there's so much talent, so much talent on that tour.
0: Yeah, we, we brought up Scotty, Jordan Spieth. It uh, looks like Justin Thomas has returned to form. Um, so, yeah, there, there's still a lot of big names out there. Well, Ron. It was I'll very holly-
2: exciting to see. A te- yeah, we saw both Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth play very well this week. That, that was good news.
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ron, always good to visit with you.
2: Talk to you down the road,
0: my friend. All right, there he is, Ron Syrak, golf journalist extraordinaire, has won awards from the PGA and LPGA in his great career, has written many wonderful books. You can go to his website, Ron Syrak.